Joining us today, we have Katherine Ganung, a graduate student in the Department of Communication. She's also a PR intern with the Walton Arts Center, um, and she's working on her capstone project entitled Storyville. So welcome, Katherine, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be on Walton Biz Talk. It's such a great show, Jesse. Awesome. Well, before we get too much into your project, um, uh, which functions as a storytelling or a story sharing platform, can you first tell us about your story? I love this question. <laughs> Stories have become really just so encompassed within my life, but I would say the biggest part of my story is the, the old saying, bloom where you're planted. So I'm from Northwest Arkansas originally, from the community of Farmington, just down the road from here. And in my story, I would say that, that really where I've been planted in this community, I've grown up in an incredible community in Farmington. I have been kind of placed with these amazing gardeners, um, teachers, people in my life that have just kind of really gone out of their way to give in, to give opportunity and enrichment and all these things that have really allowed me to flourish. So blooming where I'm planted, that, that's really kind of the encompassment of my story and, and coming here to the University of Arkansas from this area called the Hogs since I was young, <laughs> um, came here, got my undergraduate degree in the Walton College with a background in marketing, management, and nonprofit organization, and I decided I wasn't done learning yet when I graduated and walked over to Kimball Hall and said, I think I'm going to get my graduate degree in communication. So this is where I am now and absolutely loving it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm from Kimple as well. <laughs> um, that's really great. I love that bloom where you're planted. Um, and I think that's exactly what you're doing with this project, um, which I think is so interesting. Um, before, you know, before we dig into it, you know, you've spoke to this a little bit in your answer just now, but what role has storytelling played in your own life? Like, can you elaborate a little bit more on storytelling in general? Like, how did you become fascinated with it? Where did this sort of, I, you know, fascination with storytelling come from? I think really from the time that I was little. My parents are both very creative, engaging people. And so when my sister and I were little, we would watch movies and they would read us stories before bed. And, and really that's how I began to understand where I was established in the world was through these stories. That's where I saw good and evil and, you know, the, the wicked witch and then the, the background with the three little pigs, you know, all of these things, stories have played such a vital part in my life. But the really, the biggest influencer within this project of Storyville has been my papa. Don Pascal, um, he's from Fayetteville originally. He's lived here his entire life. And so I remember riding in the blue pickup truck with my papa and, and driving around Fayetteville and he would tell me stories about going to the Fayetteville Square and where mm -hmm. we know to go to the farmer's market on Saturday morning. He said that even back whenever he was young, he would go to the Fayetteville Square and watch nickel movies with his buddies. And that was just the place that everyone came together and where community was really Really built and so storytelling from my parents my family's had a huge influence on me but but really my papa and having him share the stories of the community that we live and flourish in now hmm, that's really awesome um, you know a lot of times students or, or young people I guess in general think a lot about getting away from their town mm -hmm. especially when they grow up in it or myself I'm from a small town in Arkansas and all I thought about really was getting out of it 
Um, but it wasn't until I came to Fayetteville and I saw like the sense of community and it really sticks with you here for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Why, what is the why? Like, I, I wonder why that is. That's why I, I know that really the, the city government and and just the people here, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the mix of Southern hospitality with the University of Arkansas being such just a driving force within our community. I don't know. Yeah. I have friends from, <laughs> you know, from different areas and, and they come here and they're like, yeah, Fayetteville's awesome. Right. But, but growing up here and seeing how much it's changed mm-hmm. and how truly what, what my project is focusing in on storytelling and belonging and greater understanding, Fayetteville's becoming almost the forefront of that in our community. So that's that's really, yeah. I, I love this area and, and I think that it's so rich within the yeah. stories there are to tell. Yeah, it's a magnet. Every, you know, everyone just kind of gets drawn in. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been here eight years and I don't think I'll ever live anywhere else in Arkansas. It's, it's incredible. It's really great. Um, well, one of the major themes of this season is leadership. So can you kind of define leadership for us and maybe tell us, you know, what role you see leadership playing in this project specifically? Leadership is something that, going back to my parents, ever since I was young, they were reading leadership books and talking about, you know, what leadership is and how it comes in so many different forms. And I think we see, you know, either the person at the front yelling, charge, you know, mm-hmm. and that could be our view of a leader or servant leadership with people coming side by side, arm in arm, working, motivating, encouraging. And one thing that I would challenge is that leadership can be seen on so many different levels. But to me, leadership, our characters of a leader are being open to opportunity, speaking up when those opportunities come to play. And then the final step is taking action within those opportunities and within those challenges. So leadership is talked about in so many different forms, but to me, it's it's someone <clears throat> It's someone who just embodies those things, the openness, the the speaking up and taking action within it. I want to kind of go back to this thing that you said, servant leadership. That's not something that I've heard yet in this in this season talked about. So can you talk a little bit more about that? What is servant leadership and what does that mean? Servant leadership can be employed in a lot of different ways. Whenever you think of servant leaders, really iconic ones, Martin Luther King Jr. would be a great example of a servant leader. And he not only was up on a platform speaking and and motivating people, but he was also standing at the front Mm -hmm. of the rallies and he was truly arm in arm with the people that he was was motivating, leading towards. So servant leadership to me is, is someone who is side by side with the people that they're working to motivate and encourage that they challenge people, they push people to be the best version of themselves, but it's not in this demonstrative way. It's in, I see all that you can become and I want to facilitate you Mm -hmm. to get there. So servant leadership is, is really something that I think comes naturally to to a lot of people with very engaging engaging personalities but i i think that servant leadership can be employed by anyone that just wants to make a difference and wants to encourage and support people along the way 
I think um, your description of servant leadership is going to pair really well with the project that we're about to talk about. So let's just dig into the project. Um, So you've described Storyville, which is the title of your capstone project, as a research-based project combining storytelling, communication, and civic engagement to build community belonging. So what is Storyville? Um, How does your project empower the community and encourage local citizens to make a difference? Storyville is the basis of two individual projects, but both with truly an opportunity for members of our community to live a story beyond their own, to invite people into a greater understanding of of what members of our community who we may sit on the bus next to or we may be grocery shopping and and check out from, it invites us to to really understand who they are, what their life experience has been, and create dialogue around that. And with with this, we have the Human Library event at the Mm -hmm. Fayetteville Public Library and the Photo Voice project. So those are the two components of Storyville, but that that's what the project is. It's just to live a story beyond your own. Why is that important? Like, what do, what do you think the value is of living in someone else's, like, experiencing someone else's story or understanding someone's story? Like, why, why do that? There, from my research, what I found is that whenever communities create a greater sense of belonging, whether it be calling to humanity, a call to to be a better neighbor, a call to empathy, a call to belonging, a call to greater understanding, there's actually tangible outcomes that communities can experience. So think to yourself, if you feel apart or if you feel like you belong to a group, then you're more likely to be more involved with that group, to to attend events, to you know reach out to others. If if you feel like you belong, you're more supportive of those organizations and, and with the look at community, you're more supportive of the community. When you support that community, you may be more likely to shop local or you may be more likely to support your neighbors. And then from all of those things, people being more involved in events and organizations and supportive of one another, it's going to lead to an improved quality of life for all community members. Whenever people care and whenever people feel apart, they're more likely to give back and just be an active member within the greater community that, that we live, breathe, and hopefully aspire to do better in. I think, you know, uh, reading through some of your uh, research and and presentation was really interesting to me because, you know, someone like myself with a literary background, of course, I immediately see the value in storytelling and, you know, literature and pretty pretty much, you know, anything that elicits empathy. Um, However, there are also these real community buy-ins, like economic growth and development, um, you know, uh, the the thing, the real tangible effects that you mentioned that community involvement uh, seems to bring about. Um, So I I thought that was really fascinating. Um, So I'm going to ask kind of a broad question, even though you've, you've been very specific, but, you know, what does this project hope to accomplish? With the project, so having the tangible event at the Human Library and, and having that at the Fayetteville Public Library, the, 
the thing that that will be able to bring people in and what we're going to do with it. So the Human Library event allows people in the community to come in and, and check out individuals as if they are an open book, to, to live that story and have that dialogue through the eyes of, of other individuals. And from that, we're going to pair that with research. So the, the tangible, the thing that we wish to accomplish is actually having a greater understanding for, for what these events and what these community efforts that we're putting in, what's the outcome of it? So looking at our research, we're wanting to see if, if this event in, in Photo Voice, if there is an increase in belonging or an increase in understanding or a rise in social capital with these events and, and that's something that we can report to the city, we can report to the university and through that if we can find that there is an impact towards it then we can kind of customize mm -hmm. more events and more more efforts and have focused efforts to really create understanding and belonging in the community because I think that is foundational mm -hmm. to the growth in, in any sector, the business sector, the science, education. If we understand one another and are able to engage in dialogue, I think everyone wins within that. Right. Additionally, with my research, I'm looking at this concept of homophily. And okay. homophily is this new thing that my advisor, uh, Dr. Matthew Spilek, he, he shared. He's like, this could maybe fit in well with the research. And what homophily is, never heard it before. Yeah, so never interesting. <laughs> what it is, is that we as just living beings associate, identify, and spend time with those who are most like us. So in thinking about that, if we create this, these homophilous communities that everyone looks the same, talks the same, does right. the same thing, are we truly developing? Right. So we're, we're also with this project looking at can we decrease homophily to increase this idea of diversity and celebration of, of people who are not like us? Right. Because if, if we become a city of homophilous entities, then I think it's it's going to do us a disservice. So it's it's so interesting how we can promote community, but how we promote a community that includes all. Mm -hmm. That includes different kinds of voices. Yes. One of the things that I think is so interesting about the Human Library event specifically is that it is uncomfortable, I think, when you originally start to... Um, engage with the concept so just to clarify um, for people who may not have any idea what the human library event as you mentioned you can just check people out like a book right so you can go to these people um, based on a title uh, which is something I, I want to mention um, you know I noticed that a lot of the books or people um, for the human library event are labeled mm -hmm. so for example some of the labels that I've seen um, uh, are, are just, you know, HIV, single mom, uh, convert, Muslim, uh, sexually abused. Um, so I'm wondering a few things. <laughs> One, how do these people or how do these books uh, come up with these titles? Do they self-identify? Are they assigned titles? Um, and then if someone were to participate or want to participate in this, do they need to come with a title, I suppose? 
With, with the Human Library Organization, it's really incredible. They've been telling stories since 2000, so for the past 18 years, they've been hosting these different events. And, and truly, like what you said, checking out a book, and this book has a title. So what we're doing at the Fayetteville Public Library is we're recruiting books over the period of March 1st to April 30th and those books can fill out a book recommendation online that they give themselves a title that okay. we ask if you were a book what would your title be then from there we ask what story would you want to share and then the final question is why do you want to be a part of this event you know what's what's your motivation towards it so we've at, at this point have already received just a numerous amount of books and titles and it's amazing how people identify themselves mm -hmm. and their experiences and with with it so if you are able to attend the event we'll have kind of like you're at the lot you'll be at the library right. but this <laughs> this event will be like you're going to check out a book at the library so you could walk in Jesse and say I'd like to check out a beauty queen for 20 minutes or I'd like to check out a city official for 15 minutes or someone with a different religious background, maybe someone who's experienced social injustice or an activist of some sort. So you're going to come up to a desk, mm -hmm. meet a librarian, check out a book for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may be. And you're going to sit in front of someone and you'll have a list of questions or you can just have a conversation of why why are you this book tell me your story what experiences have you had to someone who may be living in homelessness how did you become homeless you know what what is your journey what's your story and i think through asking these questions we're going to be able to see that these people are people and right. we're i think we're more alike than we are different and that's really what this is all about, that in sitting down and having a face-to-face, -face, maybe uncomfortable conversation, right. <laughs> because we're looking directly in the eyes of stereotypes right. and marginalization and all of these things, but we're breaking down all the barriers and taking communication to the most simplest form, which is the dialogue. And, and through that, that's what the human library is all about. Hmm. I'm going to come to this for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm just so interested in maybe what that conversation, like one, where do you go when you check them out? So are, is there going to be a space set up where you kind of sit across from each other? Do you go get coffee in the lot? Like, can you tell me how that works? Yeah. So the Fayetteville Public Library has been so incredible with the entire process of bringing the human library to Fayetteville. So we are basically taking the entire first floor of the library for this event. So we'll have keynote speakers to really kick off the event, which is on Saturday, September 8th. And we'll so we'll have speakers to kind of kick off the event. And then from there, we'll have a checkout desk. And you'll be able to go in and reserve a book. We're hoping that the community really gets behind this idea. And we're looking at 15 to 20 books. So there, there may be some time, you know, while you're waiting for a book, but we're going to have interactive storytelling activities where you can actually write part of your story and, and be able to place it within this collective story of all those who are attending. But whenever 
it's your turn to go to your book. You're going to be escorted by a librarian really to the back of the library and there's going to be tables and chairs set up and you're going to sit down and, and we'll have some, some pre-drafted questions if people don't know what to start with. You know, walking into this situation, you're like, man, I want to do it, but I don't know what to say. So right. we'll have some <laughs> things prepared um, if you want to use them, but if you just want to have a conversation, mm -hmm. That's what it'll look like. So the, a, a librarian will bring you to your seat. You'll sit down across from your book and you'll have 15 to 20 minutes just to talk. And then from there, whenever the time's up, just understanding that there's you know lots of people who are checking out the books for the day, a librarian will come over and, and just kind of bring you back to the main event. So it's, it's very, very interpersonal. You know, you'll be mm -hmm. able to sit across and, and look at this other person who's, who's volunteered and committed so much of their time to be a book just because they want their story to be shared so that stereotypes are broken down and, and people just have a greater understanding for their experience. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, at, at its core, it's such an amazing thing just to, to be so intentional about having a conversation with someone mm -hmm. who's, who's different from you or or maybe just like you and you don't know until you sit across right. the table from them. You know, there's a lot of, you know, obviously political, um, but also like religious and all, all sorts of connotations that go along with um, getting people who are so different to interact with one another, um, or, you know, as they'll find out, you know, similar in a lot of ways. But, you know, is there any concern that people will be antagonistic in their questioning or, you know, what, what do you think of that? Yeah, so that is definitely something that has come up in our in our planning, in mm -hmm. our coordination of the event, because anytime anyone yeah. gets together with differing opinions and differing experiences, that is definitely something that comes to play. And, and safety, you know, is, is always the utmost concern for our books, um, for the people who attend, and, and not only physical safety, but, but mental, you mm -hmm. know. They're, they're here, they're being so vulnerable within their stories. So our intention for everything for this event is just to frame the entire concept, to frame all of our communication, that this event is just a connection point, that okay. we're, we're seeking just to come to level playing ground, and I value your experience, and hopefully you value mine, and we can just understand one another for the important beings that we are, that your story is no more or no, no less than my story, and that we're all here together. We're neighbors, and we're in it. So this is really the dialogue, the frame is just, this is the meeting place, this is the dwelling place that we can all come to. I, I thought a lot about this when I was reading the titles, and I thought a lot about what would I title myself? Mm -hmm. You know, so there was a lot of just reading about this event. I kept asking myself, you know, what what would I title myself, or what story would I would I want to tell? Because obviously, you know, you know, single mom or convert, this isn't the whole picture of a person, uh -huh. right? It's a very specific, um, you know, lens that you're going to communicate in. But I'm wondering, you know, have you thought the same thing? Have you and your organizers thought the same thing? Yeah. Have you, uh, you know, have you titled yourself in any way? I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I haven't sat down and been like, you know, what would my title be? Because it is hard. You know, it is. How do you within 
within this one frame and and human libraries have been done all over the nation mm -hmm. and there was a really great video from I think it was Purdue they did a human library and they had a little bit more to the title you know someone who had grown up in, in a very gang affiliated area talked about from going to gangs to seeking educational programming you know that so there was a little bit more of that lens that expansion but yeah I that's a hard one <laughs> it is student, yeah. you know community member just wanting wanting to make an impact wanting to make a mm -hmm. change and and what my path may be you know that's that's not quite sure yet because my story is always continuing to be written right. so um yeah for those who are books kudos <laughs> to you <laughs> for coming <laughs> up for coming up with the title you know and just being so vulnerable within that so i'll, I'll yeah make some more some more thoughts i mean i never <laughs> i never titled myself you know in my own in my own reflection I couldn't come up with anything I, I thought about it and I was like I don't you know if I participated I don't know what I would uh, what aspect of my life I would bring to the table because you know a lot of these titles are intense you know um, and the ones that I'm listing are, are just so everyone knows are our previous titles from the Human Library Project so single mom convert HIV you know sexually abused um, so these are all pretty intense, but you know, do you know of any other titles that I, that maybe a little bit lighter? Are there other yeah. stories that are told that are maybe not as uh, I, I don't even know what the right yeah, word is, but not as maybe as emotional, right? Towards it, yeah. We are working to really reach out to organizations in the community just to get a more comprehensive view. Um, the again, the Fayetteville Public Library has done a great job of just sending it out to members of the library, those who just check the library website, we've got a running tab on there, but we're, we're reaching out to organizations. So like the Chamber of Commerce, there could be some startup business owners that are there to okay. be able to share their experience and give advice. There could be city officials, there could be historians, maybe a professor from the University of Arkansas could come. And so it's just these different members of the community. And, and I think that's the thing that makes it such a beautiful thing within mm -hmm. our community is that we have you know a, a thriving startup community so or in small businesses so I'd love to have the experience of maybe someone who has been here running a business and it may be a family business for years and years and years and what their experience is as opposed to someone who had an idea and said let's make it happen in Fayetteville and so they may be there so it's going to be these these very there's the the chance that there's a lot of emotionally charged right. books but then there's also those that are just sharing their experience and maybe by coming you'll be able to sit down with someone in business or someone who's a professor or mm -hmm. someone who's making some sort of impact and just in gaining their insight you may be able to to make a connection meet a friend meet someone who would later be able to to reach out and network a little bit more with how do you reach out to maybe more marginalized community members, maybe people who don't have access to the university? So you had mentioned, um, you know, uh, speaking with a homeless person and maybe getting their experience. So how do you, I don't think recruit is quite the right word, but how do you more or less recruit people um, to give stories like that? 
really the biggest efforts are being made through just reaching out to organizations and okay. saying, hey, we're doing this event. We would love if if you had anyone that, that you know that would want to participate, would want to share their experience. So through different community organizations, and again, I think it fuels kind of this greater community effort, not only reaching out to them, but saying, hey, if you want to attend, come on down, you know, yeah. let's let's have a dialogue all together. And it can be different social issues, it can be socioeconomic issues, but organizations that are working to make an impact, we want to reach out to, to really those members and the people okay. that comprise those places. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the value of sharing stories, but I also want to turn the conversation to this idea of vulnerability. So what value do you see in the vulnerability uh, or the act of sharing your story, like the act of being the storyteller? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I love this question. So with vulnerability, what that essentially is, is openness. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to be open with someone else, they, there are barriers that are broken down. There's these misconceptions, these walls that we've built up from past experiences. And in you being vulnerable and being open, it's an invitation for someone else to reciprocate that. And whenever we have true openness in the purest of forms, I think that's whenever we can create solutions, we can create a better understanding to each other because humans are storytellers by nature. Mm-hmm. Ever since the beginning of time, we've seen stories. That's how we've understood the world. That's how we've understood each other and and how we connect. Um, so I love vulnerability. I love openness to be an open book. Mm-hmm. It's all about how can we connect to one another, one another because we truly aren't as different as we think. This sounds like the perfect uh, project for a communications graduate. Um, so I think this is so interesting. Um, why Fayetteville? You know, uh, why do this here? What makes you want to bring this project um, here? Other than you know, it's it's your community. But I mean, is there anything I guess uh, special about Fayetteville, or any particular reason that this this space might be better than other? Not better, but more suited to the project. That's one great thing about Fayetteville is that from a city point of view from the university there's already been so many measures taking place to create a more belonging environment mm-hmm. with with up-and-coming city boards and and just organizations all around the community making efforts towards towards really just an impact within this area so I believe that that stories matter um, that the story of Fayetteville is this collective, continuous thing, and the more voices that we can hear within that, the more comprehensive the the story of Fayetteville will be. That Fayetteville is a city of stories in a sense, and so I think Storyville thrives here. Hmm. I, I also think it would be such an interesting historical record yeah. for the future, and I, I was thinking about that um, because you know, I, I probably will move eventually, but I want to come back. Um, and I was thinking about when I'm old, how interesting it will be to look back at this particular space and time mm-hmm. um, and how this project really captures both of those things. Um, you know, the, the political climate, the educational climate, the 
the feeling, mm-hmm. I suppose, of being a Fayetteville community member in this moment. Yes. And that's what they're, so the Pryor Center, which is a university affiliate, they're actually doing oral history. So they're they're also recording stories. Um, and so in partnering with them and, and other measures in the community, you're so right, Jesse, that mm-hmm. it, to look back on it and to have this, this record, this account, this experience of the human library. And I would love to see the human library continue on mm-hmm. with different books and, and different stories being told, but to have it be here to experience it, to sit down and then be able to replay it in some way. It's going to be so interesting yeah. to see how it all comes together. And so we're, we're taking measures for the event to be able to record the stories and then having the, the community members that just come to take part, they're going to be able to write parts of their story and put it together. So that's something that we'll be able to have, you know, record of or be able to use and, and just add it to this collective, yeah. this collective story of Fayetteville. Yeah, that's going to be really, really great. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier that uh, Purdue had, had done something similar. Um, who else has done this? Human libraries are really all over. So there's okay. actually one happening in the spring at the University of Arkansas. And so we've collaborated mm-hmm. and talked about okay. they're doing it here. And so then I'm doing it in the community and that's working together. I am a huge fan of collaboration mm-hmm. and just using the skills and the experiences that others have and working together to make everything better. So the, the university is doing one, um, really universities all over. This is the Human Library, it's so cool. It's out of Copenhagen, Denmark, mm-hmm. and they have human library events all over the world. So oh, wow. at any point, there could be a human library happening in Turkey, in Italy, in India, in the UK, in California, you know, in, in New York, you know, wherever it is. So they, they happen all over, and each one is different. Each one is sourcing stories from their area. So. The, the Human Library Facebook page has all of the events that are going on in different places. So even if you're traveling and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, what's the Human Library up to? You could go to a Human Library, you know, in different places. That would be really cool to be traveling across the world and uh-huh. be able to experience a whole different community narrative. Yes. Wow, I hadn't considered that. That would be really interesting. Um, you know, this this project is really interesting, and I, and I hope everyone, you know, who's listening gets a chance to go. Um, can you tell us um, the time and the date and the location so everyone will know where exactly the Human Library event is happening? The Human Library of Fayetteville is happening on Saturday, September 8th from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Fayetteville Public Library. So if you attend the farmer's market that morning at 1 p.m., you just walk down the road to the Fayetteville Public Library and we will be there. So we'll start with keynote speakers and then have the opportunity for you to check out a book and live a story beyond your own. And the event is free, right? Free, absolutely free. free We wanted no barriers. Everyone can come, everyone can participate because everyone's story matters. (laughs) Well, this is really, really interesting. I'm wondering, you know, uh, moving a little bit away from the project and more towards you, uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, how has this project uh, been an introspective opportunity in regards to, you know, what drives you and what drives your leadership style? This project has definitely been a fuel in a lot of areas of my life, academically, professionally, personally, I've just 
been able to, to understand and have so much value for, we keep talking about the story, but, mm-hmm. but everyone's story. And so I have kind of changed my lens of life to understand that there's more than one experience, that there's really this this lifelong process and each chapter is different and I'm seeing someone at one page of their life. So just this greater appreciation for everyone, just who they are and as they are within that. But another thing that I've been able to see in working with the community, working with the Fayetteville Public Library and different organizations in Fayetteville is, is again just my affirmation for truly my love for this community that there's so many opportunities that are right here. It's just people taking action and going and pursuing them. That there's always someone who wants to to give back, to assist, to support in whatever way and just having Again, the soil to flourish is so rich within Fayetteville that that's just been a consistent affirmation within this project. Hmm. You sound like you really love it here. (laughs) I do. I do. I do do also. It always is really um, amazing and encouraging to hear the way that students talk about Fayetteville when they come. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've heard a little bit of that on our podcast, but students who come here and they see um, not just the university life, which um, I know they experience and, and enjoy, but the community life. So many of them express, you know, um, this sort of amazement at the community and university connection, yeah. um, which I'm equally amazed at all the time, and I think it's really wonderful. Um, you know, you you I want to you just mentioned that this change this has changed your lens and and the way that you view life. You know, how does that affect you day to day? Can we zoom in on a more of a micro level and kind of think about like, how does this project, you know, function or, or, or how does it the lens work in your everyday interactions? In a class that I'm taking right now, civic engagement and communication with Dr. Matthew Spilek, we've been reading, uh, there's one book called Openings and this, this call to openness, this call to conscience and what this event is doing by participating in, in having potentially a conversation that could start out to be really uncomfortable. You're stepping out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you're taking a seat across from a stranger and you're engaging in conversation with them. And that's that's not our norm. You know, that's not something that we do day to day. But I I think what we practice, what we measure, becomes our habit, becomes the place of expansion. So just in coming to this event and participating, my hope and my goal is that not you know, it would be awesome if people sat across from strangers every day and said, Hey, what's your story? Right. <laughs> you know, but that's that's not exactly realistic. But right. but just this call to openness that in the elevator you comment and say, you know, hey, I hope you're having a great day, that we have a greater understanding of of individuals in our community and and potentially what their story could be. Because unless we have that openness, we'll never know. But the way that we treat people, the way that we look at empathy, the way that we look at understanding, I think through this event, we can adjust that lens to really try try and understand and through understanding we then can belong hmm. what advice would you give to people or students 
listening on how to put their ideas into action? I have always been a thinker. I have my best ideas in the shower in the morning. I'm like, man, we could do this, we could do that. You know, there's so many things that that can happen and I love ideas, I love creativity, imagination. My parents have really fostered that in me from a young age that if I see a problem, I think of a million things to try and fix it. But what I would give as, as some form of advice or, or just speaking from my experience is that whenever you have an idea that you're really passionate about, first tell someone. Because I think in basically speaking it into existence, it becomes more real. And if it's something that having that conversation and saying, man, I have this really great idea. You, do you want to hear it? You know, that that's one called openness. You're, you're putting your work out in the world to get that feedback and you're being open and you're being vulnerable and that's so great. But whenever you speak it, and you continue to speak it, it starts to kind of fuel you if you're really excited about it. And if you speak it and you don't get excited, maybe you put it you know, down as a note and you save it for later and mm-hmm. see whenever it comes back and fuels you. But I think speaking it first, and then secondly, if it's fueling you and you keep speaking it more and more, try and find people within that field or within that place of interest and just reach out to them and say, hey, I have this idea. Would you have 15 or 30 minutes just to share your experience with me and, mm-hmm. and how maybe we can bring this idea to life? Because with being storytelling beings by nature we also have this deep sense of connection and belonging and those who who really will reach out and say yeah i've got 15 minutes let's meet you know let's talk about this if anything they can connect you to Mm -hmm. other people who are in that field and have that interest so so just reaching out networking is absolutely huge and then thirdly this is probably the the biggest learning point that I've had within the project is being flexible and also creating a realistic timeline. (laughs) So the flexibility, whenever I first came up with the idea of Storyville, we started in one direction and for weeks and weeks on end, Dr. Spilek and I sat across the table and said, "How how can we take our ideas and make them something that the community is going to be impacted by? Because really the heart of this project is how can the most people gain the most benefit mm-hmm. from the project. So we had to be really flexible within what Storyville would look like. And after weeks and weeks, we really set an idea. But then a realistic timeline, I am working on patience. <laughs> it's something that's a lifelong journey in the process. But in having your realistic timeline, understanding that there are busy periods, understanding that there are times that you're just kind of cultivating your ideas and having these different perspectives. Um, So understanding that is huge. And then finally, as you bring it to life, continuing to talk about it, to talk about it with others, to share your excitement, to take opportunities to share your message because it's just going to fuel your passion. And whenever the event finally comes, which I I cannot wait for Photo Voice and the Human Library, but this is truly a a project of of passion that by by the time it's all done, I'll I'll have spent almost a year working on it. And I and just so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really 
going to be that final event that I've talked about and I've talked about it, I've planned for it, and when it happens, I'll be able to say, that's great. Yeah. Let's go do something else. <laughs> yeah, let's let's continue on. Let's keep right. going because I think that that's what life is all about, to continue just to tap into your passion, reach as many people as you can, and just do that over and over mm-hmm. and over again. I think that's great advice um, because – Especially for students, um, when you are in college and you're learning all of these new and exciting things, sometimes it can be hard to ground yourself or move forward mm-hmm. in things that you're passionate about or balance your passion and career aspirations, um, which is a question we get a lot from students. Um, and I think, you know, uh, ways to concretely implement them is a really really great and that timeline that managing your time uh-huh. <laughs> everyone struggles yeah, with that yeah it's a challenge <laughs> um well how do you think this in this endeavor uh, the whole project this whole endeavor will shape your future aspirations or or you know i think we've learned a lot about to what degree it's already done so but what do you think this will do for the future you the future me is There's lots of things that I've learned within this project, but really the biggest takeaways is that whatever I do through the rest of my life, I want it to have some benefit or impact towards the community. Mm -hmm. So if it's within my career right now, I have an amazing internship at the Walton Arts Center who Mm -hmm. they do so much reaching out to the community through arts education and making theater and live performance accessible to community members. Mm -hmm. So even within my internship there, it has that tie back to the community. Within my academic process, you know, in the Department of Communication, my focus has been on civic engagement and communication, how communication can be used as a tool through critical thinking, through looking at theories and making them applicable, how that can benefit the community. So I, again, I love it here and I want whatever work that I do to be of benefit to to members of the community and my neighbors, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a better neighbor, to be the best neighbor that I can be. And from all of this, knowing that I want to make an impact on the community, but then I'm also really just get excited about communication and communication being the tool that gets us there. So whether it be from a public relations standpoint, whether it be from my background of marketing and business, just knowing that the message that I have, that it makes a difference and hopefully encourages, supports, uplifts others here. That's a great answer. This is going to be our last question, Catherine. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Um, Can you sort of leave us with a leader in your life that has inspired you? Yeah, that that is a tough question because I I think and and from my my experience and, and just my lens, my view, I think everyone has an opportunity to to connect with us and and teach us something you know through our our conversation today just having um this opportunity and this platform to share my story i really thank you jesse for this opportunity (laughs) um so to call out just a couple 
of of people, a couple of gardeners within my life, you know, that have really allowed me to to grow and flourish. Um, my family has always provided such wise counsel. They're really my sounding board of of my ideas, my experience. Um, they have unending support, and and they truly supply this listening ear that is just so incredible. My teachers that change and challenge my perspectives and as supply resources, such amazing opportunities have come from reaching out to professors in my undergrad and my graduate degree. And they're not scary people, yeah. which is really, <laughs> which is really so funny. Um, and I, I teach Calm 1313, mm-hmm. the, the basics, the intro into public speaking. And my students have been leaders to me that they supply such creativity and excitement and really look to impact the world within within this course and within their time and their undergraduate career. So their story, all, all of the stories um, have become my story in a sense that, that my life is this collective inspiration of people and experiences. And, and that's, that's the thing that I get excited about, but it's always continuing and your story becomes part of mine and mine becomes part of yours. Thank you for tuning in to Walton This Talk. Be sure to check out the Human Library event happening this weekend on September 8th at the Fayetteville Public Library. Y'all, we have another great episode for you next week. Tune in to hear our collaborative episode with the Startup Junkie podcast. We'll be sitting down with Jeff Amarine and Michael Eisman to talk about leadership. You don't want to miss it.